If you're a course creator or a coach or a service provider and the questions, why am I not getting sales or where do I even get started, keep you up at nights, this episode is for you. Most people, and this may include you, remain unnoticed because they put in sweat and blood in creating content, but they fail to get results. And they immediately form a belief that they are undeserving of the amazing results. But let me let you in on a secret that most people don't know. The secret of successful people lies in not what you're doing, but what you're saying. So it's not what you're doing, it's what you're saying. And that's exactly what we are going to discuss today on The Guri Show with Kim Jera. She's going to talk with us about how you can grow your business with story-based marketing. So welcome, Kim Jera. I'm so happy to have you here. How are you doing? Nice to meet you and be on the show. (laughs) Nice to meet you too. I'm sure we are going to have an amazing conversation because it's all about story-based marketing. It's all about storytelling and people love stories. Yes, for sure. So tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do and how you serve your audience? Perfect. Well, kind of like you were saying in the intro, most people struggle with marketing that actually works. It doesn't drive sales. It doesn't grow revenue. It doesn't actually help their business. And if anyone on this has been frustrated by that, I totally get it. Um, I own a company called Evolve Global Marketing, and we specialize in storytelling within marketing. So we call it story-based marketing. Um, We focus on the customer and we focus on what is the problem that they're facing and how can we help solve that through the power of stories. Um, And we use that in our websites and then the sales funnels that we create in email marketing and social media campaigns. Um, So really it always starts for us with the brand, the identity and the messaging behind the brand. And then we take that into all of the components of marketing to help you actually generate sales. Mm -hmm. So then let's go to the basic level first. So I have like two questions for you. Number one is what's the difference between storytelling and story-based marketing? Because a lot of people, I believe our listeners might confuse or like still, you know, want to know what's the difference or are they same? And the second question is that what is story-based marketing? Okay, cool. So storytelling is really the power behind Um, Usually in any movie, in any book, right, it's the power behind you meet a character, the character comes into a problem, right? They can't solve that problem on their own. And what do they do? They, They meet a guide who then gives them a plan and says, go do these things. And they call them to take action. And that action either ends in success or failure. That's a typical story. We use that all across, everywhere. And our brains process information this way. We process information based on stories. Um, So storytelling is the principle behind story-based marketing. Story-based marketing is really, how do I now tell a story again about a customer, position my brand as the guide and not the hero, that's important, in order to help engagement, right? To get people to sit on the edge of their seat and say, I'm interested. I want to know more. I'm, I, I think you get me and I want to I follow, follow you through and do whatever you're asking me to do. So we use that in marketing and how we write copy. Okay. And so basically storytelling is the way Gil and story marketing is, or is- It's how it's utilized. So storytelling, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Storytelling is the foundation, right? So it's just, it's the foundational element, but up until recently, you know, people talk about building brand stories, but they haven't really understood how to then take it into marketing with a consistent and clear message. So hopefully with the help of this episode, people will get a clarity on how to use storytelling, you know, that with which they can actually get results. Yeah. So then Absolutely. let's move on to an interesting topic, which is like, why do you think people actually need storytelling in their business? Why can't they just talk about the general how to stuff or like the other stuff, you know, yeah. cater to the logical point, talk about facts numbers, and then just get results. So I think the big thing is looking at your business and saying, am I actually, is my marketing and my website doing what it's supposed to do? It's supposed to generate leads and sales. But if you talk to most people, their website is confusing. Their marketing is confusing. It's not, there's no, there's no um, understanding from a consumer about what you do and what you offer. So storytelling can help bridge that gap and invite your customers into a, a, a conversation via the communication that you're giving. And what that does for you is it increases engagement. It gets people to take action through a, a specific process. Um, and it, it, it helps people know why they should do business with you, which is going to increase ultimately clients and sales. Mm-hmm. So then... What do you think are, let's move into a little bit like the juicy stuff, like the how part, right? And then we're going to come back to your story as well. Like how did you enter this field and what happened? What was your breakthrough? You might be having your own, you know, nature story or origin story. So we'll move to that as well. But I want to like really start with what do you think are the three mistakes or myths or misconceptions or beliefs, like you can touch upon any of those. You can talk about mm-hmm. misconceptions or mistakes, myths, or the beliefs that people hold when it comes mm-hmm. to using storytelling. So we'll start with the first one, and then we'll move to your story, and then we'll continue with the other two. Does that help? Sure. Yeah. Um, I yeah. would say one oh. of the. Go ahead. What's the first one? Okay. Um, so I would say, I think one big myth that's out there is if you build it, they will come. Mm-hmm. So marketing is not, you can't just build something and you know put up a good website. You have to drive traffic to it. You have to take action steps to engage with your audience and your potential customers and continue to have communication with them and nurture them through the process until they ultimately decide to do business with you. So where we see that a lot is like, especially email marketing. Once you create a great website and a great sales funnel for your business, you have to continue to nurture them. They may not buy right away. So I think that's the first myth that I really think is important for people to, you know, just learn for themselves and hopefully um, think about, you know, are you engaging? Are you conversing with people past the initial conversation? Mm-hmm. And so if you were to go like specific on storytelling, like what's the one? So if I am someone who's like, I'm hesitant to put my stories out, you know, like if I'm mm-hmm. someone who's like, no, I don't want to be vulnerable. I don't want to share things about myself. What's the one thing that might be holding me back? And what's the one thing that, you know, like you can help me with? Mm-hmm. You know, or so first, marketing. 
Yeah, no, that's actually a really good question, honestly. Um, I would want to clarify first, storytelling is not really about me putting my stories out. It's not. It's not about being vulnerable in that way. Like we think of it, we think of that, right? Like we think of the YouTubers and the Instagrammers and the TikTokers and like they're putting out their, no, that's not what this is. This is really from a professional business standpoint. I'm cutting you for a second. That's the myth that people have, like that's the misconception yeah. people hold. Yeah, I just totally. wanted to like really nail that. No, <laughs> you definitely, you nailed, that's what I was going to say. You nailed that. So what storytelling really is, is it's, it's about, it's about your customer. It's what is the problem that they face and how does your brand or business solve that problem? What are you doing that is the answer to them? How are you going to make their life or business better when they do business with you? If you can answer those questions, then you're telling a story in your marketing and what you're saying. So it's really positioning your brand as the guide. I said that in the very beginning and letting your customer be the hero. And the biggest myth is that what you just said, that the story is about me and mm-hmm. that if I talk a lot about myself and I give my authority and I say, "How here's who I am. Here's how great I am. Here's what I do. Here's why you should do business with me. That all that is going to get someone to say, oh, I should buy from you or I want to work with you. And it actually doesn't work like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's really about your journey um, mm-hmm. as a business. Mm-hmm. And also like your journey as the like when you created that solution, what happened that led you to create that solution? Right? Am I right? Yeah. Okay, so that's interesting. Let's move on to learning more about you. Like, what's your what was your origin story? What was your signature story? And like, yeah, sure, things about yourself. Oh, um. So for me, I just got. I I really spent twenty five years twenty in corporate America running sales and marketing for medical companies, and I realized mm-hmm. really um really late in my career how much I noticed businesses not getting the results that they needed in marketing. And it really came down to the message was off, right? I could I could see a billboard and I would look at it and go, I don't even know what this is about. Like, I'm so confused, which is not the intention, right? The intention is that you want to go buy their product after seeing it. Or I would look at brands that did things really well, like, um, you know, Apple and how they can you know, get just a consumer feeling to show up about their brand. And it doesn't even have to do necessarily with whether the product is the most amazing. It's just, there's a, there's almost a status about it. And you look at the the dichotomy of what was happening and how many businesses waste money and waste time because they don't understand the power behind visual branding and messaging. And, um, and so from that, I decided to start my own company and it's been a wild ride. It's been a blast. So I, I get to do this every day with companies. I've worked with startups up to $500 million companies and everything in between. And, you know, I get to live in my zone of genius, which is just creating stories for people and helping them brand. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I, it's interesting when you say the word feeling, because I feel that stories are deeply connected. Like you can, can you can meet people where they are when you talk about feelings mm-hmm. and when you talk about when you share stories because I believe like most people are in that emotional state throughout their day and so if you can like really meet them where they are you know in terms of what they are feeling and how they are feeling that's when you really nail your marketing so it's not just being in their face like buy from us (laughs) 
it's just like connecting them, connecting with them on a deeper level, right? Yeah, very true. That's very true. And I think I think that feeling is what we're ultimately trying to evoke. Like a brand, you know, I love Marty Neumeyer. He wrote the book Brand Flip and uh, and Zag. And what I love about him is he really talks about that unique positioning and differentiation, which we use in our branding at my company. And he and he talks about how a brand is not owned by the company. It's actually owned by the consumer, right? The consumer decides whether your brand is good or not. The company builds the brand assets, the logos and the colors and the messaging and all that. But the brand is ultimately owned by the consumer. And so that your brand has to evoke something and it might, you know, it might be positive and it might not be positive and you're hoping it's positive, but you want it to evoke feelings that resonate with your brand. Mm-hmm. Like I would love to look like a little bit more about what's the difference between the visual branding and messaging or, mm-hmm. you know, any way you want to put it out. Like mm-hmm. you mentioned that, you know, the customer owns the brand. Like, do you want to like mm-hmm. a little bit expand on that? I find it very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So the customer owning the brand is really, they have the power ultimately to decide if they like you or don't like you, right? Mm-hmm. We see that all the time in the world, that there's businesses out there that have a brand and today they're in and tomorrow they're not. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they might have, they might be a food brand and all of a sudden they get hit with, you know, E. coli or salmonella or something, right? And tomorrow, and tomorrow, nobody wants to go there, right? True. And the food didn't change, and for the most part, it's probably fine. They had one mistake, but that one mistake can completely crush a brand. Um, you know, there's been a lot of batteries explosions in different industries, right? Because of um, all, right, and so when that happens, all of a sudden, consumer confidence goes down. So when I say that the consumer owns the brand, it's it's understanding that what you're the messaging you're putting out, the visuals you're putting out, you can do all the work in the world, but your goal is to be repetitive. It's to be memorable. It's to be unique. It's to be it's it's to disrupt a current market and do something different so that people grab onto your brand and want to own it with you and want to celebrate it and talk about it. And you become a household name like Zoom, for example, like post pre-COVID, not everybody knew Zoom, COVID hits and suddenly Zoom's a household name. You don't say I'm going to get on a WebEx, sorry, WebEx, (laughs) but you do say I'm going to get on a Zoom, right? And so that's brand authority. That's people understanding. And again, whether they've had strengths and weaknesses and how the stuff that's happened within their brand, that's all owned by consumer perception. Mm -hmm. I love that. And, you know, it's interesting that um, people don't use the word that we're going to hop on a live meeting. We're going to go on a virtual meeting. They just say, we're going to Zoom. We're going to Zoom. You know, like a household mm-hmm. name, you're, you're yeah, absolutely, you're nailing it. Yeah, yeah. So let's move on to like the second thing that you would want people to like keep in mind or get clarity on. What would that be? Um, or anything, I any would, tip that you? Yeah, I would say, I would say, um, <laughs> I would say consistency is really important, and. 
specifically for your website, having a very clear, consistent call to action. So one of the things that happens quite a bit is on our websites, we tend to have people do a whole bunch of different things. Buy this book, read this, download this, click here to enroll, call me. Like we have a million things on there and we call those CTAs or calls to action. But from a a human like standpoint of how we think, we want something so easy and simple and clear. And we want it, when we're ready to do it, we want it to be right in front of us, right? So you can't just do it once on your website, but you want to be direct in your call to action and clear. Schedule a call, buy now, enroll today, like very specific things you're asking them to do that if they click that button, they know what they're, they know what's happening. Um, and I think that's, that's a, a, a tip that I think anybody listening to this could look at their website right now and make adjustments. You mentioned an important word and something just, you know, came on top of my mind when you mentioned that, which is consistency. So, mm-hmm. and I have like a question really, but it may not be like relate. It may not just be like limited to storytelling or story-based marketing. It can be applied to anywhere in life and business anywhere. So the question really is that, do you think consist- consistency is more important than repetition? Because I don't think one's more important than the other. I think they're both mm-hmm. important. So you need to be simple, mm-hmm. clear, um, simple, clear, consistent, repeatable. So those are that and that and with those things, that's how you become memorable. So the thing is, is people want to get to know you. And and so as humans, we tend to go, oh my God, I've said that like a hundred times. I keep saying that. You know, we might be on social media saying a, slow, a phrase or something, and we think that we've said it a hundred times, but the amount of people that have actually seen it or that even remember it, it takes on average seven to 10 times of somebody to be exposed before they even remember and get it. So I mm-hmm. think repeatable consistency, all of those go hand in hand. Yeah. It's just that there are some people who are consistent, but they're not repeating things, like you said. And then there are other people who are just repeating their stuff and not creating something unique and new as well. So you just have to like balance of the two. Yeah. And the first one you said where they're, they're consistent, but they're not repeatable. No one ever knows what you're about then. So I couldn't yeah. walk away. And if somebody said to me, let's say you're an accounting firm and someone says, I need an accountant. I couldn't walk away and say, oh, you have to call XYZ accountancy because they do exactly what you're asking, you know, or they are about that. I couldn't say that because you didn't keep repeating what you're about to a point that I could remember you enough to tell somebody else. Yeah. And that's ultimately brand recognition. That's what you want. Mm-hmm. So then, I mean, you know, you're just throwing things at me and I'm coming up with these nice questions, really. <laughs> I hope that it's not like, I'm not asking you to like think on your feet. I hope that. So then think, what are the things that would make a brand or someone, you know, like a solopreneur memorable? Like what are the key elements to be memorable? Yeah, I think the first step is you have to differentiate yourself for what you do from everyone else. You have to come to market differently. So the 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 people that stand the test of time are not a me too. They're not doing something the same that somebody else is. 
So figuring out how you're going to elevate the category into something different. Um, as a solopreneur, that's even as simple as paying attention to your um, local competitors or people who are doing business similar to you and saying, okay, what are they talking about? How are they doing it? And how can I adjust my, my brand and my conversation with them to be different? And storytelling is one way you can do that immediately. Like if you, most people out there are not doing it. So immediately they could go to your website and see a story versus somebody else. And it would, it would be night and day. They're going to understand um, why they would work with you versus the other person. Set yourself apart. Yeah. That's an interesting thing. Like, you know, the easiest way to stand out is to use your story because every single mm -hmm. person out there, you know, different angle, there might mm -hmm. be things that are happening like that are similar. You know, we might be experiencing similar things or situations, but then mm -hmm. the angle and the lens through which we are, you know, perceiving those things yeah. or seeing those, that angle might be different. That lens might be different. So sometimes people feel, oh, I was in debt. The other person was also in like debt. So we have like a same story. How do we differentiate then? And see, mm -hmm. and then I say that it's the lesson that you derived from that, you know, from mm -hmm. how you came out of that debt. And what's the lesson that you derive out of that experience? You know? Yeah. Good mm -hmm. point. Really good point. Right. So let's talk about like the third thing. What's the third tip? or the misconception? Um, I would say, I think another misconception is that um, your, I always tell people your words matter. Okay. What you say matters, but your visual matters equally. Um, sometimes I'll say words matter more because I would say it slightly tips that way. Um, because if people don't understand what you do, they're not going to buy, even if you have the most amazing design. But I think we forget that we either, I think the misconception is you can focus on one or the other. Like you can just focus on your messaging and get sales, or you can just focus on your visual and that's going to get you sales. And neither is true. You actually have to do a combination of both. And so your imagery and your, your design and, and, and the feeling that people get from the colors and all, like everything all goes together for people to relate to you. So then how do we create a message and kind of weave the storytelling in that message? So what's, what's your process or what's the method that you follow? Like if someone is starting from scratch, mm -hmm. uh, what would yeah. the first steps be so they can come to uh, a messaging framework yeah. that works? So I say the first thing is, is in business, you have to understand what problem you solve for people. We're all in the business of solving problems or our businesses wouldn't exist, right? Because no one needs you if they don't aren't struggling with something enough to pay you money for it. So I would, I like to tell people, if you can, in one word, define what is the problem that you, your customer, not you, but your customer faces that your business solves. And that's mm -hmm. a hard task to think about, like, you know, depending upon what kind of brand you are. Um so that I think is incredibly important in the first step. And then I would do a look at your target audience even deeper and what, what do they want, right? Because there's a problem that, that's happening and they want something and they can't get it or they wouldn't be buying from you. Mm 
So I think if you even started in those two places and, and understood your customer in that way, you'd be further along than 90% of the businesses out there. And then what's the next step? Like once someone has nailed their target audience or target avatar, and, and then they have an understanding of what problem they want to solve for people, like what's the next step? Then they have to analyze the market. So you got to analyze what, what do you do and what are all the things that kind of relate to that type of a business for somebody else, like that customer? What do people, what does the world think about what you do? And you have to reverse it and find a, a, a differentiation. Okay. I call it uniqueness, unique positioning, but you're, you're, you need to figure out how you're going to do it different, how you're going to disrupt the market. That's how you're going to last. Right. And so my question is like, do, do you create a story, you know, do you weave storytelling at all these stages or there is a specific stage where storytelling, you know, pops in? So first when you, yeah, it goes right after that. So once you've defined your brand and your attributes and your audience and your, your main you understand them clearly and you've developed your unique positioning, then you can develop your messaging, which is your story. So that's the messaging piece of it. And when I say messaging, think of, for everybody listening, it's it's what you're saying. It's the words you're using on your website. It's the words you're using in your social media. It's the words you're using on email. Are those words res- words that your customer needs to hear in order for them to say, you get me, I want to do business mm-hmm. with you? That's all you're looking for. If, if you, if you gave your email to a friend and said, Hey, I do, you know, read this. Would you want to call me or would you want to click the button and, and buy? And if they say no, then you know that you have work to do on that message. Yeah. And it's interesting. Like you, the topic for today, like when we started, we started off with saying that it's not what you're doing. It's what you're mm-hmm. saying. And those are your words. I just quoted mm-hmm. you. <laughs> I just yeah. used your words. So um, most people think that it's about doing and they are, you know, Mm -hmm. most of the time they're in that, you know, in that masculine state of being where they are like, you know, they're just striving and, you know, like they want results and they are always in that action mode. But then there is also a feminine side that people should like focus on. And I used to, I, I love using these two words because I kind of, you know, those are my you know, that's yeah. my way of working my things. So then the feminine side, I like to believe is when you're really weaving those words and you're getting those, you're going to those actions, you know, you're, you, you, you know, doing whatever you're doing in your business to get the results and you're just using that emotion side as well. Yeah. So like how do you keep a balance between the two in your business? Um... You know, I think. Go ahead. Go ahead. Or do you like to like? I'm just wanted to like add. Do you feel that it's the the when you give more importance to words, that's when you immediately hook people in? I'm sorry if I'm answering for you. (laughs) No, no. I would say I would say for me, for me. It's it's the creative side. I actually am the type of person. I have both sides of me. So I have that introvert, Mm -hmm. extrovert. I have the left brain, right brain. So I love to get caught in the details, but I also love the creativity. You're the same. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It can, it can. So I balance it. Yeah. And it is, it's, it is that masculine feminine side of like, I, I understand where you're going with that. And, and I think when I get too in the weeds, in fact, that happened to me this, this week, I I'm developing a new product and I'm looking at things and I've been so in the midst of it myself that I started to get, um, a little bit lost in it, like a little bit, a, a little bit sidetracked. And I realized I needed to go back to creativity. So for me, I'll open up Canva or Adobe and I'll start doing creative things. And I'm not the designer in my company. That's not like, that's not what I do, but I like to play with that just for the sake of like bringing forth those creative ideas and letting them flow. And it puts me back in balance. That's the same case with me. I, you know, whenever I'm like, oh, I'm really like there's something off I go to Canva and I start doing things and that's when I start downloading stuff that I really want to do and I'm like wow I'm back on track (laughs) that's funny yeah we do the same thing yeah (laughs) so then um is there anything else like you want to add you want to like share you know from your end without me being Um, a question yeah, I would just say in in what really matters, I think, is that you're aware. It doesn't matter for the audience. It, it, it's awareness. Not everything has to be shifted and changed at this very moment. But the more you are aware of where you might have opportunities to make adjustments, you will be more aligned with your customer. And that's what you're ultimately trying to do is get in the head of your, your potential customer and, and, and understand them so much that they just feel that and, and through your words, through your visuals, through everything that you understand them and they want to engage with you. Um, so if you are at all struggling with it, if you think you might want some work with your website or your branding, visit my website, evolveglobalmarketing.com. And I'm happy to do a free call with you and, um, and, and talk to you about what it might look like for us to work together. Um, but there's lots of also tips on there and blog posts. There's so much great content you can get on my site that might help you. Mm-hmm. We would love to. I'm, I'm sure that people would want that. So we can drop a link to your website in the show notes. And people who whosoever is listening, you can just go and book a call with Kintera. Yeah. <laughs> so I just well, want to like, go back. Yeah. I just want to like quickly go back to something that we were talking about before and want to like, you know, close the loop that we started, which is like once you have clarity on what your audience is and, you know, different stuff. And that's when you bring in story marketing and storytelling. So what happens next? Because eventually people will also want to sell. Yes. So, Sales is the fourth step. Yeah. Trying to <laughs> yeah. close the people mm-hmm. because many of the listeners will think mm-hmm. that, okay, I'm working on my storytelling. What happens next? You yeah. know what I mean? So next, yeah. next comes the sales, understanding sales and how to... I don't sell anything to anybody. I feel like I just have conversations with people because you're either going to resonate with what I do and need what I do and be excited about it and get great insights and tips from what what we talk about, or it's not going to resonate and it's not going to be a fit. So I think understanding how to ask the right questions and, and offer 
an opportunity for people to engage with your brand is next. And continuing to talk to them, that email marketing piece and continuing to build a rapport with people because not everybody buys right now. On average, it takes about a, it takes about seven to 10 touches and usually a year for a lot of people to make a choice to do something with somebody. So, yeah. you know, if you're lucky and they do it right away, great. But I mean, I talk to people all the time. They're like, I've been paying attention to you. And, you know, and mm-hmm. eight months ago, they engaged at some point. And then now they're just now finally saying yes. And that's okay. So I think closing that, that loop with continuing to follow up, continuing to engage and don't get discouraged because just because they're not ready now doesn't mean they won't be ready at some point. And I think that happens with everyone. Like when I remember back in 2019, I wanted to like, you know, work with a coach and I couldn't afford, you know, their, their, you know, fee at that point. And I waited for like one and a half a year to be able to like join them. And so I was engaging with them all through the, all through this time, but then it took me a while, you know, to make that decision. Yeah. <laughs> so it happens with everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you sell. It does not matter. People are going, uh, Marty Newmeyer in the book Zag says, says, and I'm, and I'm not quoting this perfectly, but he says, people don't like to be sold to, but they do like to buy. <laughs> so there's, there's a, he says something similar to that, but I love the concept because the truth is nobody wants to be hounded and sold to. They want to get to know you. They want to relate to you. And that's what storytelling really does is it helps people in marketing relate to you before they're ever ready to buy and before you ask them to buy. And when they are ready and you do ask, the two will align and you'll be the one that they choose. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I'm loving this conversation, but if you were to like summarize this whole thing before we move on to the next section, which is you, you know, sharing how people can connect with you. So if you were to summarize this, or if you were to like, um, you know, share your key takeaways, what would those be? Um, I would say, you know, number one, just analyze your, analyze what you're doing mm-hmm. and, and see where you sit on the spectrum of, are you talking too much about yourself? Is there too many Um, is there too much of you being the hero and not enough of you guiding your customers to success? And then figure out somebody you can reach out to, um, to help you develop a really solid brand because that foundation is going to take you so far. And from there you can convert it into all of your marketing. It will be the best thing that you do for your business. Um, and storytelling really is about your customer, not about you. So remembering that is huge in business. And that pops a question in my mind, which is like, how much time do you think uh, a newbie or someone starting from scratch, you know, building their online business from ground up uh, would take, you know, for them to like hone in on their storytelling? It, that's such a hard question for me to answer. It just depends on what process you're using. Like we do um, a brand day. So we do everything in one day. So you do pre-work and then we, I, you get my attention uh, for the whole entire day. 
And there's breaks in between. It's not like, you know, but we do three calls in that day. And so I focus on your brand. Um, when you have someone who's a strategist, who knows how to do this process, who has a set way to do it, it, it can be done that quick. If you're doing it yourself, it might mm -hmm. take you a little bit longer because it's very hard to do something for yourself. So what I would suggest is invite other people into the conversation with you to piggyback ideas off of them. Um, but it, it, you know, you can, it just depends on how attached you are to what you're doing. There's so many um, variables in it. I've seen it done as quickly as a day. I've seen it take someone a year and they still don't have it dialed in because they can't make a decision. <laughs> so it really depends on the person. Yeah. And there are a lot of factors, you know, playing a role. Mm -hmm. So it's not just about you taking that decision or making that decision that I'm going to do it. You know, there are so yeah. many different other things that playing a good role. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. I would say you can do it. Like whoever's listening, don't get discouraged. Um, buy uh, Marty Neumeyer, The Brand Gap, so you understand how to differentiate yourself. And then I would also say buy uh, Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. I'm, I'm a story brand certified guide. I'm a business coach through him. I'm certified with Marty Neumeyer um, in Level C as a brand strategist. So I think those are important pieces of how I've trained myself along with other stuff I've done. But those are the ones that I think are someone at home could, could jump into and at least try and gain some clarity for themselves. Mm -hmm. I have actually read you know, Donald Miller's book. I haven't read the other one. So I'd probably go buy one. Grab it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's it's um I'm having fun, Kamjera. I want this to continue. Let's summarize this. And I know that you just gave us a brief summary, but like what would be the last one sentence that you want people to like, you know, leave this episode? Again, I would all I would say is you can do it. Like, don't think it's too big. Start one step at a time. Everything I've ever done in my business has been one step at a time. Um, when I implemented storytelling in my business that year, we forexed, um, and then we did it again. So I know this stuff works. It works for all of my clients. Um, believe in it, believe in yourself and your ability to, to jump in. And even one change can make a difference. And as you continue to build and make additional changes, you'll watch your business grow. Yeah. Love that. So then how should people reach out to you? Like, do you have a social media page or do you like yeah, you connect? Can, you can get me on Instagram or Facebook, Kim Jara Whittington. I think Facebook, I'm Kim Jara. Um, LinkedIn. You can also go to my website. Again, www.evolveglobalmarketing.com. If you're looking for business coaching, I have a site called evolveuglobal.net. Either of those work to reach me. Click the button. You can book a call. All I ask is that you come ready to really work on your business and that you're interested in potentially um, working together. And I'm happy to give you some pointers and tips and share what that might look like. And again, free resources, go read. I think I have like 70 blogs on there. Like go read lots of content and info. Mm -hmm. So listeners, the information is in the notes. Go click on the link and connect with Gamjera. Yeah. All right. So um, it was great having you, Kim Jera. I enjoyed Thank the you. conversation. And yeah, let's keep in touch.
Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. And thanks for having me. It was fantastic. Thank you.